first achieves the rare one-two punches of being short and thorough, national and international, fact-based and personable. Every morning, we take the three biggest stories of the day and explain why they matter. And we do it all in less than 15 minutes. So you can start your day a little more in the know than when you went to sleep. Listen now to the Up First podcast from NPR. Son of a nutcracker. I'm Tom Shine, and welcome to a special holiday edition of The Range. Support for The Range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. With Christmas only 10 days away, we decided this would be a good week to get into the holiday spirit. We've got a pair of stories to help you do that, including a look at the newest board games to play when family and friends visit during the holidays. But first, the story of the Nutcracker is pretty simple. A girl gets a wooden Nutcracker for Christmas, it comes alive, and it takes her on an enchanted journey. But what's less simple is all the work behind the scenes to make that magic happen on stage. Rose Conlon dropped by a recent rehearsal at Ballet Wichita, which is performing the holiday tradition this weekend. Five, six, seven, eight. For months, dancers young and old have been putting in long hours at the Ballet Wichita studio, working on the company's 49th annual performance of The Nutcracker. Tonight, artistic director David Justin is leading rehearsal for one of the show's marquee pieces, The Waltz of the Flowers. The dancers in it are all teens dancing on point, some for the first time on stage. And use your back. Use your back. Good. One and a half. Judge. Judge. Good. Lucy Rose Miller is 15. This is her second Nutcracker and her 10th year dancing. She's here nearly every night after school rehearsing. She knows the music by heart. You know, I'll be walking through the grocery store and it'll come on and I'm like, whoa, this is the waltz turns because you've spent so many hours in the studio. Many of the dancers have multiple roles. In addition to the flowers waltz, Lucy Rose is in the snowflake and tea dances. I, I love shows. I'm a theater kid, so theater's been my like love and joy for a really long time. But I love the community that we build. Like As we're putting together a big production like this is just fabulous. She's one of 89 dancers in this year's show, ranging in age from 8 to over 70. Justin estimates there are three times that number working behind the scenes to make the magic happen. Okay. And we haven't made it all the way through the party scene. Outside in the lobby, the sewing crew is busy getting more than 100 angel costumes, party dresses, and soldier uniforms ready for stage. That includes Tracy Stark and Katie Murphy, who each have daughters in the show. I wear whatever hat they give me. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Stark is a math teacher. Murphy works in occupational therapy. On top of that, they're here six or seven nights a week, fixing and refitting costumes. Tonight, Stark brought her dad along to help with some tutus because she says it's crunch time. I used to take costumes to school with me and I would be sitting at my desk while my students were working on stuff and I would be hand sewing embellishments on costumes. And my students loved it. They're like, ooh, what are you doing with that one? (laughs) Murphy, in addition to sewing dozens of tiny mice costumes, also acts and dances in the party scene. Underneath all the tool and sequins, she says it's an opportunity to bond with her teenage daughter. My daughter and I, she was like, Mom, this is our thing to do every year. And I'm like, are you sure? You know, teenage daughter. And I'm like, she's like, oh, yeah, this is our thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. Back in rehearsal, Lucy Rose is rushing into a costume change. She hopes the show, which is often children's 
first exposure to ballet inspires some to get involved in something that's been so formative for her. I would definitely recommend going and seeing ballets, coming to class. It's so widely applicable, even if you don't think about it. Like all the things that you learn in ballet and in ballet class, you can take to so many other areas of your life. For The Range, I'm Rose Conlon. As families gather over the holiday break, it's the perfect time to sit down together with an old-fashioned board game. Suzanne Perez talked with the owner of a Wichita toy store about what's new and interesting in the world of games. Gwen Ottenberg knows how to have fun. As owner of Imagine That Toys in Wichita, she stresses the importance of play for people of all ages. It is good for everybody's mental stability, whether you're a child or an adult. And Ottenberg says you can learn a lot about a person by playing a board game with them. You learn what kind of competitive person they are, whether they're a good rule follower, whether they're a little shifty in how they play things and do things. Board games are having a renaissance. Old standbys like Monopoly and Scrabble are being replaced by modern classics like Ticket to Ride or Settlers of Catan. And every season brings new games to consider for your collection. For really young kids, Ottenberg likes Tongues Out, which is a fun and adorable new twist on the classic memory game. The box comes with a dozen squeezable pug puppies, and players compete to collect them in their dog parks. When you squeeze them, the color of their tongue comes out. So you're trying to remember what color is on the tongue of the puppy from the lollipop that they licked. Another new game for ages four and up is called Dress Code. In this problem-solving game, players stack patterned and colored tiles to create outfits to match one of 80 challenges. Kids learn planning, concentration, and believe it or not, basic coding concepts. Coding like computer coding? Like computer coding, yes. We are going to work them in early and get their mindset learning about things have to happen in a certain order. For slightly older children, Ottenberg loves another portable little puzzle game called Cats and Boxes. So you have cats and you have pieces that look almost like Tetris, but they have little boxes on them. And your goal is to put the cats in the boxes based on the pieces. Several years ago, a versatile dice game called Tenzi was the hottest selling stocking stuffer at Ottenberg's store. Subsequent years have brought us Itzy, Slapsy, and Pearsy. This year, the makers of Tenzi have a block stacking game called Buildsy. Players race against the clock and each other to build a block tower. This is great for any age child. I don't care what age group it says on here. You and I are having a great time. Wait, this doesn't work. <laughs> then you didn't build it correctly. <laughs> For older, more serious board gamers, Ottenberg likes a new competitive strategy game called Fire Tower. Players use firefighting techniques to defend their towers and send flames toward their opponents. And because we're in Kansas, we get to control the wind on how the fire blows. Fire Tower features vibrant artwork and beautiful components. It's fairly easy to learn and quick to play. This is not the monopoly that's going to take over your house for three or four weeks. This is going to take over for an hour to an hour and a half. Time well spent because board games bring people together. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to continue. <laughs> there you go. You're out. <laughs> for The Range, I'm Suzanne Perez. And one last thing. It's not that I'm opposed to putting up Christmas decorations, but given the choice of doing that on a Sunday afternoon or watching football, well, 
but my wife likes to decorate, so I tried to sigh quietly when she asked me to fetch yet another of the seven large tubs full of decorations from the basement. As I helped her unwrap, I came across a photo of my three children in a ceramic Santa frame. It was from 1997, when they were eight, four, and one. The two oldest are smiling, standing in front of Santa. The youngest is in Santa's lap, a look of uncertainty on her face. And it dawned on me that Christmas decorations are not really about decorating. They're about memories, items that connect us to holidays past. So, I went and got another tub. Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Jonathan Huber, Beth Goulet, and Luann Stevens. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan, and Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of The Range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Shine, and this is KMUW, NPR for Wichita.